Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 Welcome to episode 14 of Is This Enough, the really brilliant game show that is brilliant and excellent. It's the excellent comedy game show where we've made up questions for each other and neither of us know what the other has in store. This is the first one we've recorded since Edinburgh and other summer-based things, so it's a bit loosey-goosey and a lot of fun. We hope you'll play along at home. Please send us in your scores. You can message us after you followed us at is This Enough Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Please also leave us a five-star review and a like on your chosen podcast app. But for now, please enjoy episode 14 of Is This Enough? Is This Enough? With James I know you're a he, they... And I know that, therefore, you, I could probably still call you sir without... Um, I don't know. I was thinking, is there like... Sir a, and madam, is there like a like a non-binary version of sir? Um, they. They. Excuse me, yeah. they. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> uh, that's they, Roger Moore. Thank you very much. Not that Roger Moore was non-binary. They must be. I'm saying there must be, as fucking if. All of this comes from, like, the gentry and the British class system. Exactly, which, which I'm just, clearly a part of. <laughs> I know, look at you. I bring a level of class to this podcast. My God, of course, no. If we actually analyse where is David Hoare in the class analysis spectrum, he is, of course, you may say, a petty bourgeois. He has his own business, it just happens that his business is jokes. Have you got a bit of cheese stuck to the top of your mouth? Slavoj Zizek, ladies and gentlemen. Slavoj Zizek, ladies and gentlemen. Slavoj Zizek, ladies and gentlemen. And others. And they. Um. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I, I came back from a gig yet, uh, yeah. last night, tried to meditate. But instead of having, like... It's been going quite well. I've been getting to some nice, you know, calm places. Mm. I tried to meditate. But then my brain um, basically manufactured a small Irish man to go, Will you be doing a meditation now? What's he doing? You're scanning your body. You're looking, you're, you're looking at your own breathing now. Ah, today it's back in my day. We didn't need to look at your own breathing. Just fucking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes of that. It was awful. It was awful. You'll be imagining your breath to the end now, will you? You'll be feeling the change over between inhale and exhale. Is that it? You'll be. You'll be thinking you about labeling a, that is thinking. Strong sunlight be coming down. Will you? Can't do an Irish accent at all. 
What's that? Is that thinking and feeling? Ah, Jesus, it could be both. <laughs> Don't shoot! And welcome to Is This Enough? The Return. We've had a break. Hope you're ready for the bullshit we make. My name is James O'Donoghue, a reet little stinker. And with me, as always, is David Hoare, a once-in-a-generation thinker. <laughs> this is a truly excellent and brilliant game show that is both excellent and brilliant. We've come up with three rounds each. Neither of us knows what the other one has prepared. Along the way, we'll have some songs, sketches, and we'll have a special guest star. <clears throat> there is all to play for because there is a prize for the winner and a forfeit for the loser. <gasps> Last week, David, I won a ukulele. Yeah, It's been, been strumming away all week long. And when I finish that, I'll have a go at the ukulele. David, <laughs> you lost and you, and you were given a pukulele. Mm. Have you been getting on with that? I uh, have significantly forgotten how to pronounce the word significantly. Also, I've increased the amount of domestos I've bought. Mm, domestos. Mm, domestos. Remember... <laughs> If you eat it, it's bad. Yeah, this podcast yes. is not sponsored by Domestos. Domestos. You can... Domestos. Hi, I'm Barry Scott. Not anymore. I'm dead from too much Domestos. Makes you think. Mm. Do you reckon who mm. would win in a fight between Mr. Barry Scott and Mr. Muscle? Um, Mr. Muscle would go down like a sack of shit. A sack of shit, David. I tell you that for free. He would be really hard to hold on to, though, right? Because he'd be so smooth because he's been varnished within an inch of his life. He's a very smooth guy. But the thing is, is uh, Barry Scott, he's all like smiles and shouting. Mm -hmm. But you can tell... You could tell there is a darkness in him. Well, I, a... I don't even think it's a darkness. I just think it's just like blunt force trauma. Like the smile won't leave his face. He'll be like, think of all the pennies we can de-rust, but he'll just be like bludgeoning you to death. Like there's no second layer, I don't think. I, I don't know, man. I've seen the entire <laughs> unedited first uh, advert for Sillit Bang with Barry Scott. And mm. it was really like... Have you ever and seen, it's pre-Jill uh, era. It's it's pre it's it's pre anything. It's like uh, you know the film uh, Hearts of Darkness, the uh, <laughs> the documentary about making Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm, you know yeah. all the uh, unedited footage of uh, of Martin Sheen going uh, going uh, spare in his hotel room. Yeah. Or they're just filming it and he's crying and cutting himself and drinking. It was like that, but worse. <laughs> But this, very clean. This stream is not sponsored by Sillit Bang. Continue. <laughs> this stream is sponsored by a stream of piss. It's time to mop up with Sillit Bang piss control. <laughs> David. Yeah. Guess what? People can play along if they like. They can send Lovely. their answers into is this enough podcasting at gmail.com. Oh, Ooh. gmail. <laughs> and uh, they can also follow us on our socials at Is This Enough Pod, and they could do that fucking on X. Why not fucking Instagram? Yeah, fuck. They could do it on shitting bloody YouTube. Maybe even TikTok. So they could get Facebook. on with that. 
and Facebook. Facebook for the nans and comedians who, yes. for some reason, this is our only way of getting gigs. Every now and, and then, someone and tries comedians to are only on Facebook. <laughs> Sometimes uh, someone tries to launch a gig to get gig, uh, an app to get gigs, and it's always weird. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg did it for us. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Now I can talk now. to comedians and my nan. Great, Mark Zuckerberg. Can't wait to forever be reminded of what that one person I met in an open mic in Portsmouth is doing now. Mm. Turns out it's more open mics in Portsmouth. That's great. I love you, Portsmouth. Or just somebody David. that did like two gigs and then never did comedy again, but they're on there yeah, spouting yeah. their life to you. They're spouting their life. I know exactly about their promotion for uh, their IT department. That's mm. great. Thanks, Graham. And on Friday night, they have beers. Beers with the boys? With the boys. With the boys. Bloody hell. This podcast started cheeky, and now we've gone for a weird, like, cleaning montage, and now we're angry at Portsmouth. Yeah, fucking Portsmouth. Welcome back. We haven't recorded one of these in a while, and you can tell. (laughs) Yeah, I said last week earlier, uh, those of you paying attention will know it's not been last week. It's not been last week at all. Gordon Bennett. So, David, yeah. <laughs> without further ado, uh-huh. shall we get on with this whole sorry affair, as Prince Charles once said to Princess Diana? <laughs> I royally think we should. Oh! Hey! So, David, for round one, it's over to you. Round one. James, round one is called Svenral Knowledge. Ah, ah. <laughs> I've missed so you, many. You forgot why you hated at the beginning of this podcast, and now you remember. I, I've missed so many elements of, of this podcast, but this. Oh, Christ, come on. Did these come people on. play under Sven Goran Eriksson whilst he was England manager? James, do you remember Sven Goran Eriksson? David. I remember jokes about Sven Joran Eriksson on Have I Got News For You going on about five years after he ceased to be a relevant figure. That sounds about right. Here James, we go. Do you know much about English national football? I know that they get the ball and put it in the goal. I know what Sam Michael, friend of the show, will post mm. on the social medias. That's true. That is a good way of finding out things uh, that Sam so, Michael thinks. Um, it absolutely is. So I know that it's a good squad this year. It's a good squad. If we don't win the Euros, we love. We don't win the Euros, mate. I'm going to give you five people. You just have to tell me whether they played under Sven Eriksson whilst he was uh, the England manager. Number one, David Beckham. Surely, surely there was David Beckham with Sven Eriksson. Surely there was. Surely. Uh, yes, you are correct. I just remembered that right. we need to use a scoreboard to keep track of the scores. Also, this has points. This is for 70 points a question. Oh. Uh, question number two. Did Gary Lineker play under Sven Eriksson uh, when he was England manager? Is it Joran or oh. Goran? Sven Goran Eriksson. I think I've said it wrong twice. Sven... I- Where's he from? Sweden, I think. Sweden. It could be. It could be Jurgen. Sven Goran Eriksson. Sven Goran Eriksson. I think maybe it's one of Sven those. Sven Goran Eriksson, more like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pissing it. 
Um, I think we're fine. James, did Gary Lineker play under uh, Sven Goran Eriksson? Um, no. No, he played under a big potato. Because <laughs> he loves crisps. Is that what you're calling... Who was... Bobby Robson. You're calling Bobby Robson a big potato. Oh, sure, why not? Uh, you're correct, but for the wrong reason. Gary Lineker did not play under Sven Goran Eriksson because he was too busy running his mouth off about politics. Stick to oh, the bubble, Gary. Oh, bloody I bet hell, you wouldn't Gary. have them in your house, those big potatoes. Whoa. Oh, Gary, can you just leave it out, mate? Gary. Gary. Boycotting yeah. match of the day because I don't have a television. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm boycotting match of the day. Because uh, I'm uh, boycotting match of the gay bloody these bloody mm. LGBTers coming yeah. over here. When are going to start girl cotting it? When will foot female football get the deserves? I yeah. don't know if that's a sentence. Get the deserves. Get the deserves. I have attempted to watch two. Um, uh, female football uh, women's game uh, cup finals with the England team in and it turns out that I love equality but I find watching uh, England's national team too stressful Actual <laughs> fo- it's football is the problem it wasn't the men <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> although this they are the a problem <laughs> this is the thing it's like yes. great the women's team brilliant I still fucking hate football <laughs> I just hate it. I just hate it. I, well, this is. I used to think I hated it, and it genuinely it made me realise watching the most recent uh, final that the the women's team was in. I just find it too stressful. I can't deal. I I watched it. And I was mentioning my friends that love football. I was like, "How do you do this weekly?" Yeah. And they were like, "It is awful." As much as I love it, and I was like, "Wow." Anyway, question number three. Uh, did Ulrika Johnson play underneath Sven-Goran Eriksson? Oh, bloody hell, David. I'll tell you what, I've seen enough episodes of Shooting Stars to know that she did something under him, so yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on top. Uh... Hey! <laughs> Question it's 1993's Bob Mortimer. <laughs> It's got to be at least 19... I think it's 2000. Anyway, um, question number four. Did Arnold Schwarzenegger play under Sven-Goran Eriksson whilst he was England manager? Oh, God. Arnie. <laughs> Arnie. Where would you put Arnie in goal? Yeah, probably. He's, 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 good... he's wide enough at that point to catch anything mm-hmm. just by standing there. Because he was a big boy. I think... I don't think he's... Played under Sven Joran Eriksson. I think he lifted Sven Joran Eriksson up and went, I'm very strong. I'm sorry. And everyone said, Yes, you are. I'm sorry, James. Arnold Schwarzenegger played the bassoon under Sven Joran Eriksson when Sven was on a balcony. So you lose 70 <laughs> points there, sorry. You don't lose them, you just don't get them. Sorry. My head just turned that into like whiplash, but with Sven Joran Eriksson <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> not my tempo that's a great impression (laughs) you don't know what he sounds like (laughs) you don't (laughs) Uh, a question number five did Harold Shipman play under Sven Goran Eriksson when he was England manager oh god 
When Harold Shipman was England manager, did he play under Sven Joran Eriksson? No, when no, 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 he wasn't the England when manager. Har- Sven was the. They wouldn't give the managerial role to Shipman. No, just a perfunctory <laughs> defender role. Yes, yes, Harold Shipman. <laughs> if anything, Absolutely he's an attacker. Was. So sorry, no, he didn't. No, end of that. Uh, round. <laughs> At the end of that round, you have yourself a. Cool, two hundred and ten points, James O'Donoghue. Boy, cool. aren't you lucky? I just wanted to tell you I love you. There, don't know why. I do. I was like, Aww. you got two hundred ten points, and I love you. I'm just really happy to see you. Get out of town, you. I will remain in town, uh, James. It's over to you. Round two. Oh yeah, David. Round two is where were you on November twenty second, nineteen sixty two? That's a fake round, of course. We all know that you were on a grassy knoll. <laughs> David, round two. Whereas is you were scored. on a grassy Liam. Carry on. Uh... <laughs> you gotta kill the president. <laughs> David. I'm an I'm assassin. And after all, I'm on a grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> Today is going to be the day that the bullet's going to bend in the air. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know the Linden Trons is out, but you really don't fucking care. <laughs> David, round two is Ed Varden. <laughs> You and I are going to live forever. But not him. I'm going to kill him now. Uh, we're back, baby. <laughs> David, round two. Is Edvard Munk or Edvard Junk? <laughs> is this the real title of a painting by the acclaimed Norwegian painter Edvard Munk? Mm. Or is this some nonsense that leaked from my synapses? Mm, synapses David, leak. Oh. David, what's your favourite painting from any painter? Describe them to me using only directions such as up, down, left or right. This is an audio medium, is it not? Uh, up, 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 down, 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 right, left, right, 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 up. Ah, P- Piet Mondrian. <laughs> that was me trying to explain how I flew to New York uh, so I went up and then down because flying uh, and then got out of the airplane and then made several turnings to go to the MoMA in New York and go up a few flights of stairs to see um, Starry Night uh, because Starry because Starry I'm nothing Night. if not bland in that uh, I bloody love Starry Night it's a good one it's a bloody good one I like Starry Night you also behind me this is not a visual medium but um, Monet's Bridge I love a bit of Monet's uh, Bridge. I was basically introduced to uh, Impressionists in year two and um, uh, have been in love with it ever since. I have forgotten actually what my favourite picture is, but I do have it on this wall here. I just looked up and went, what am I talking about? My favourite picture ever is, uh, my girlfriend got me this for you, uh, is um, Jim will paint tits, uh, cats rescuing a fireman down from a tree. So, yes, mate. Um, yes, mate. <laughs> Uh, I love it with all my heart. <laughs> of course, David. My What's favorite your favorite impression- painting? You. Yeah. 
Uh, my favourite impressionist is yeah. Rory Bremner. <laughs> Marvellous brushstrokes. Uh, Marvellous brush strokes. And when he's finished with that, he might do a painting. And by brush strokes, I mean he wanked off Basil Brush. Boom. 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 Well, who had, who had Basil Brush ejaculating on there? Is this enough bingo card this week? I did. So you get 20 bonus points. <laughs> So, David, are these real paintings by Edward Munt? Death in the Sick Room. Uh, yes. How many points is this for? This is for 1,863 <laughs> points, the year of his birth. Lovely. Uh, also, yes. So, yes and yes. Ah, that is correct, David. Of course it is. Death in the Sick Room is a painting. In so the Sick get... Room is a painting. Bit of a cream there. Um, there we go lovely just just like my aunt's house a lot of cream <laughs> until she became dairy intolerant anyway oh um, okay david yeah death in the sick room that is a painting next question death in paradise on bbc one <laughs> um the meme of how every episode of death in paradise starts is quite a lot of fun and i have quite a soft spot for ralph little uh, however, it is not an Edward Monk. I'm going to give you that, David. Of course, it's not an Edward Monk. It's no oil painting, I'll tell you that. If Thank my you. agent is listening, then yes, please, I will do that if they call. Mm. Also, mm. when you just said, I'll give you that, that reminded me of uh, last night I did a gig in Axminster and uh, I arrived at the show and a lady welcomed me and uh, a friend of the show, uh, Bert Williamson, into the venue and... Um, like uh, Bert Williamson. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounds like. Um, uh, That's top... not to mock Bert, it's just to mimic. It's not to mock Bert, it's to mimic Bert. I'm a Bert to mimic. Um, the lady was like, do you know where you're going? And Bert was like, I do. And I was like, oh, I don't. And she, she, she's like, oh, just up the stairs. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. Um, and it turns out she was going to watch the show. Um, so... In her head, she was like, well, I hope that you uh, perform comedy well enough um, so that I do have a wonderful evening. But instead, she said, uh, thanks, I hope you give me one. <laughs> <laughs> and then she paused and went, uh, an enjoyable evening, that is. <laughs> so nice. thanks, lady that works at Axminster Guildhall. Thanks, Guildhall. And then Axminster. we had sexual intercourse. Uh, so, oh! Uh, <laughs> And now that lady is David, his girlfriend. Uh, question the third. Question the third. David, <laughs> the port the portrait of Hans Jaeger. Is that a famous painting? Oh, I was really thinking you were going to say Hans Zimmer there. The portrait of <laughs> Hans Zimmer. <laughs> it did the most. Uh, Have you seen the Danny? Uh, Music of all time. Blam! It's the Lion King. Blam! Sorry. Have, yeah. Have you seen that uh, Danny Elfman is jacked? Yes. That's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable <laughs> knowledge. It is uncomfortable knowledge knowing that he could kick the shit out of you even though he's in a band called Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Oingo bloody Boingo, mate. Mm. So um, the portrait of Hans Jaeger yes, is that of painting? Yes, yes, yes. 
Yes, David, it yes. is indeed a painting. I know of how the much right... the points don't matter in this, but I still get very excited when I do get points. Uh, Hans Jaeger is a famous writer, philosopher, and anarchist. There we go. You've mm. got another set of points there. David, the portrait of Hans Jaeger Meister. <laughs> is that a famous painting? I was this close to making that joke myself, being like, Drick and his mates over like, Hans Jaeger Meister as I live and breathe. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> oh, dear. oh, uh, sure, why not? <laughs> yes, 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 it is indeed. <laughs> Hans Jägermeister is a famous writer, philosopher, and aniseed. <laughs> and I'm just imagining the painting is that, but it's just loads of like Red Bull and Jäger bottles <laughs> in the background. And David, mm-hmm. finally, yeah, is this a famous Edvard Munch painting, The Scream? Is it The Scream 4? Uh, is it it Drew Barrymore thinking she's going to be in the film the whole time but she's actually not Uh, yes it is I've seen it yes yes it is no no Dave I can't give you that no never heard of it mate never heard of it don't know what you're talking about very Bristol there never heard of it I did didn't I I never heard of it mate never heard of it mate if I never heard of it it doesn't exist didn't exist mate didn't exist come give my daughter a smooth here, mate, I'm the general director of the Arnold Feeney. So, uh, <laughs> if I ain't the Arnold Feeney, I don't know it, mate. I work at Bristol Museum, so, no. Uh, no, mate. No. All I know, working at the Bristol Museum, is sometimes we get used for museums in films. Yeah. Ain't that good? That is good. Um, have I told you about the day I saw The Scream and then uh, was it was in the Van Gogh Museum, Van Gogh? I put that in the wrong museum, mate. They didn't bloody Uh, paint it. They didn't bloody paint it, no. They had paintings of other people of that same sort of era. Um, But we were in the Van Gogh Museum with my uh, girlfriend's friends from uni who I was... I I know way better now. By that point, I kind of knew them quite well, but we were kind of like all on a little city trip there. And we were stood in front of Van Gogh Sunflowers and our friend Rob turned to me. It was just us two in front of Van Gogh Sunflowers. And he turned to me and he went, mm, why do people think this is good? <laughs> <laughs> and I um, had uh, two pathways there. One was berating him to death. And the other one was education. And it turns out I know quite a lot about Van Gogh because I was taught it at school. I retained it and I sort of think he's wonderful. Uh, and I hate the Doctor Who episode about Van Gogh. And uh, <laughs> with all my heart. Yeah. Fucked, Richard Curtis. Oh, God. And so um, I walked around the museum with him explaining like the life and history of Van Gogh uh, with pointing out other stuff going along where they saw the screen was there as well. But yeah, at the end, it was so funny because like, I think he just thought I was like a comedian buffoon. And then nah. I spent like an hour teaching him art history and he just went up to like my girlfriend and went the immortal sentence. Uh, do you know Dave knows about art? <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> she you know, like, it's about art. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that story is to show that I'm actually very intelligent. Anyway. Ooh. Well, at the end of that round, yeah. you've got 7,472 points. Uh, balls. Uh, that's good, isn't so, it? David. Yeah. Over to you. Round three. James, this next round... Uh, is uh, uh, I've been brainstorming, sorry, thought showering 
um, what to call this next round. So, um, uh, James, how are you? Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right in the sucker punch gut fuck. In the sucker punch gut fuck. <laughs> With black curtains. Uh, a bit more cream. It always rises to the top. Anyway, uh, how are you? <laughs> Feel good. Um, I'm all right, Dave. I'm mm. all right. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah, mm. it's all right. You go about you do your business. You go about you do your business. Mm. Um, I have had a series of gigs in which I have come face to face with the immortal. Uh, truth that there is a a maximum temperature for laughs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get onto that in in my How Are You section, if there is one. Uh, (laughs) Anticipation. How does this guy know what I'm going to say? Is this guy's name Claire? Clairvoyant? Um, Yes. Oh, mama! Tell me about your hot experiences. Are you able to dress in light clothing that um because i know some of your stage outfits is layered um i have some light clothing the problem i have is sometimes i have to work uh, a job and uh, the thing about uh, in this economy jobs, <laughs> uh, jobs particularly with uniforms do mm. not account uh, that are customer facing do not account for any form of gender fluidity mm. so sometimes I'll have to walk in to work with a huge bag. And everyone's like, what's in your bag? It's like, nothing. Whereas what, in, what is in my bag is, uh, is uh, clothes that are somewhat more gender-affirming than a cheap polyester shirt from mm. America. That, Thank a you. cheap polyester shirt affirms nothing. <laughs> uh, it affirms uh, that polyester is uh, dog shit for letting things breathe, mm. uh, which in this heat... Mama, so uh, I have been turning up to venues in work clothes, sweating through and uh, getting changed in the toilets, which is another another sweaty experience. Mm. And then uh, turning up uh, on stage, usually with uh, makeup running down my face. Mm. Luckily, uh, I've done a lot of badly lit gigs recently, Mm. which has just uh, just been really that's been good. That's come in clutch. (laughs) As uh, the kids say, it's also as uh, the driving instructors say, not to do. Don't ever come in the clutch. Don't do it. It's bad for the gears. So, um, yeah, no, I've done, I did a gig uh, earlier this week. It mm. was uh, very nice. There was a couple of uh, acts on the bill that were maybe, uh, maybe trying out some material for a bit of a... Big old TV show on BBC One. Ah, question time. Yes. <laughs> they went on stage and they went, I've got a question for the, the Labour uh, shadow minister. Don't you think it's disgusting to waste so much money when our boys out in war are out being boys? Disgusting. <laughs> Excellent. Does that mean you know good. who the people are that are going to be on? Um, yeah, and if you want to know who's on WWE, yeah, cause you the, just... They did some... I know two people, because we can bleep all of this out. Hey. 
Letting out stuff we don't want to be heard. Yeah, no, I I just thought it was like a, a you know, I was told 10 minute unpaid. And it's like, okay. And I turned up and was like, oh, fuck. Mm, this kind of 10 minute unpaid. Yeah. Mm. So that was nice. And uh, But again, str- real struggle session. Because uh, it was too hot. Too hot. Too hot for laughs. Did the others struggle as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, they struggled in the way that um, it wasn't like, yeah, it, it wasn't awful, but it was like on the reaction scale, you would minus five sure. from from anything. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. And that's just been how it's been for the last couple of weeks. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's, on the one hand, it's like, Logic Brain knows that actually to get anything from the audience in this heat, that's great. Mm-hmm. But Needy Idiot Brain sits on the tube going, why don't they love me? Yes, why aren't I being the best all the time? Yeah. Set- why can't I transcend physical experience? Mm. That's all I want to do, David. <laughs> You should spend a lot more time speaking to because I spoke to him quite a lot uh, when I was in Edinburgh and the sentence that's permeated my soul is staring deep into my eyes and going, are we doing it correctly, David? And it's like, like, no, you you just need to be doing the best you can be doing in that situation and not trying to do it correctly. Um, So, yeah. I can understand that feeling of like being on the train going, why wasn't that the best gig of my life? When actually you're like, well, it's hot and comedy doesn't exist in the sunlight. I know. And it is um, the amount of gigs. Sorry, two two parakeets just flew past my window. That was quite nice. Um, uh, Comedy in a correctly air conditioned room is great. I did a lovely gig. uh, I was emceeing for... uh, uh, proud of yourself, which is a queer comedy night in Camden. Which oh was yes. lovely, and I was emceeing it. Uh, who was on last? No one but else but bloody Morgan Bloody Reese. Morgan Bloody Bloody Morgan Bloody Reese. Morgan the Gun Show Reese. Wow. Yes. He's yeah. got. He's got massive arms. <laughs> that man he's, works out, and that man that, fucks. <laughs> that man works out and fucks, and all their stand-up is about working out and fucking, and you're like, you've mastered this. Yeah. Not all their stand-up. That was reductive. It's fine. A lot of their stand-up. 50% <laughs> of their stand-up. <laughs> this is the Morgan Reese bitch fest now. <laughs> you know what? I saw him do a gig once, and he... Smashed it. Did very well. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw him do another gig, and he did very well, and he took notes when he was off stage to learn from. Yeah. Ah, what's wrong with you? If you haven't heard of Morgan Reese yet, you will. You will. You, you will. will. You will. You will. There Next are three things you... that are certain in this life. Change, death, and Morgan Reese is fucking good at comedy. <laughs> Morgan Reese is very good at comedy. And uh, very soon, you all know that Morgan Reese is very good at comedy. <laughs> He'll creep up on you when you least expect it. He'll whisper sweet nothings in your ear, and those sweet nothings are jokes. Mm. That's what we call them in the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Little bit of industry inside baseball there. So, uh... yeah. I got uh, five minutes of sweet nothings out there, mate. <laughs> 
Lovely stuff. I'll tell you what, he came on, he was giving it something. I thought, bloody hell, what are you trying to do? You c- <laughs> You haven't said that in a while, have you? Oh, dear, I've just remembered. <laughs> Jason Derulo's state, no please. Um, that's fine. Well, um, good, so, um, yeah. Yeah, but, but that gig, in comparison... Lovely bit of air conditioning, mm. absolutely lovely. Mm. Did it the previous uh, the previous month? No air conditioning in it yet. Crowd half asleep, mm. half asleep. Me half asleep. So we had a lovely gig together, but it was still <laughs> muted. As soon as you put an air conditioning, comedy with James O'Donoghue. Comedy. Oh, we we, we, we don't make anything in this country other than jokes. Comedy so, and a uh, cuddle, rather than comedy and a curry. <laughs> <laughs> With, oh, I'm gonna bleep that out. <laughs> uh, it was a nightmare. I came on. They were still having their cuddle. Not me. I was an after the cuddle had gone away. They were well up for it. <laughs> Some of them were still eating their nuns whilst they were having a cuddle. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't make any sense. Um, well done, James. I'm glad that you're well, gigging in the sun, and I'm sorry that you. Um, I'm sorry that you had to deal with this heat, but this is just kind of like what it it's is. It's all good, David. This is going to be David. like this until the government sort it out or the heat death of the universe. So, so I guess we're in for the long haul. Yeah. How hot was Goodbye. the comedy night last night? Pretty hot. Um, James, um, because uh, the uh, boiling point of water is... 100 um, degrees. I'm going to give you 12,000 points. (laughs) Feeling hot, hot, hot. Mm. James, it's over to you. Although first I'm going to go grab some water, but I'll cut that out. Give me one second. Now Davis had gone away to get some water. I just thought I'd be, I could come back here and say goose a little bit more. Eh? Hey! Is this enough? Next on BBC One, Tom Baker has some fun. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Tom Baker. Sings the works of simple minds. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. <laughs> yes, I'll be alone. Dancing. You know it, baby. Oh, my ex-wife is calling. Fuck. Round four. David, round four. Mm. Is the much requested. Mm. How are you? David, how are you? I'm doing all right. I have had a busy summer uh, doing that there Edinburgh Fringe. That was why we it's was busy boy. away. Um, I um, I had the most successful month of my life, which was quite good. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you can find <laughs> a way to be happy for me rather than be annoyed. But I uh, <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah. I did the Edinburgh Fringe. I did my second hour. Uh, I was back in the same venue at Hill Street Theatre. 
Uh, that is a sauna. Um, I, I hope you didn't get the hill straight blows. I did not. Uh, I got hey. other kinds of sadness, but not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it went really well. I sold like ninety percent of my tickets, and oh. uh, I didn't what pay was for wrong with the other ten percent. I burned them. Um, yeah, and I did a variety of different standards of show each day. <laughs> hey, that's what you want. Some The first show I did, uh, the audience pulled back on me, and then I pulled back on them in a response, and it didn't go very well. And then from then on, oh. for the for next, like, I'm going to say two weeks, it went pretty damn well. And then I got ill, and I crumbled as a human being, and then it didn't go as well. Uh, and then I brought it back up again. Uh, the day before I filmed the show, um, it was the worst show it was. And then they were like, we're filming it tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever been funny ever. And then the next day it went uh, mad. A group of 18 people showed up two minutes before the show was supposed to start and didn't understand why they couldn't all sit together. Uh, and they were sort of a bit tipsy slash drunk at 2.30 in the afternoon and delayed the beginning of the show by seven minutes, which in Edinburgh is about four hours. Um, I could hear people in the audience chanting, bring people on, whilst two people were in the bar going, do you want Sauvignon Blanc or do you want the other one? It's like... And um, uh, you shall see the uh, recording when I get it uh, out. It'll be released soon. Uh, my first comedy special on CFAX. Uh, I'll be releasing it on YouTube. Um, two songs from the end, one of them decided they needed a piss, so they stood up and went, I need a piss. And all 18 of them got up and left. Great. <laughs> so Brilliant. Uh, there is footage of me that will soon be on YouTube uh, in full rage shouting, what the fuck are you doing? Um <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. Uh, on before me in the room, which was like the walls had had like black curtains put on it. It was a hot room last year, but they put black curtains up now just to like really give it atmosphere in the room. So it's twice as hot as it was last year. And they only got aircon about two thirds of the way through the run. Um, there was a nine man play on in the room before mm. me. And it wasn't That's ventilated. A lot of man. And they walked out and I had to, I had to ventilate the room. And one time whilst they were on stage, somebody checked the thermostat whilst they were doing their play. And it was 28 degrees in the room. Eee, <laughs> my gum. So I had people falling asleep in my show. I had flyers on the chairs to like try and get people to cool down. And I started every show by saying, like, I'd just like to start off with a little fact about this room. Because it's in a Masonic Lodge. So it's like, did you know that this room was actually uh, is actually one degree hotter than the molten core of the earth and that would acknowledge it and people would be a bit happy about it but yeah <laughs> uh so i did that it was a big mental struggle at some points i was like i'm thriving at other points i was like this is the hardest thing i've ever done i missed my girlfriend the entire time i was there i saw some fantastic comedy shows by other people i saw some of my favorite people within the industry uh and some people who are not my favourite people in the industry. And, um, Name and shame. <laughs> Harold Shipman. No, so... Uh, oh, my God! He's gone from England to comedy. 
He's doing a, an hour. He's doing the double. Ah, <laughs> I bet he's got a PR team as well. Makes me sick. Mm. These people, they don't do stand up and then they turn up to Edinburgh, they got their own PR and they're like, oh, here's my yeah. life. Fuck off. And a really chauvinistic title like Killing It. So, uh. <laughs> um, it's called How's Your Nan? <laughs> <laughs> it's Nan of Your Business. <laughs> <laughs> But Doctor, I am Harold Shipman. It's called Trust Your Doctor, and he's given a wink. It's good to find new lows, isn't it? We're back, baby. We're back. Like Bobby McFerrin finding a new octave. We've hit a new low. So, um... Come on now. Come on now. Who was that for? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Uh, I fucking love Bobby McFerrin. Anyway, do you know that Don't Worry Be Happy is not in my top five Bobby McFerrin songs? There are five what? other pieces of music by Bobby McFerrin I prefer more to Don't Worry Be Happy. And I do love Bobby well, Don't I, Worry Be Happy. I won't worry about it. Hey, hey. <laughs> Who was that for? I just spat everywhere as I laughed at your I joke. Saw. <laughs> Clearly for me. I saw. Um, and then since I've come back, I've tried to rest, but I haven't. And I've been to... Hertfordshire and I've been to Manchester and I've been to Swindon and I've been to Minehead and I haven't actually relaxed uh, and Whoa. now I'm back to work you've again. been to Hertfordshire? I've been to Hertfordshire <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I went to the zoo with my nieces and it was great uh, was that it was and did you know that Whipsnade Zoo exists because they were scared that the animals at the zoo in London Zoo might die or accidentally get out because of bombing by the Germans in the Second World War. Because if the wall came down because of a bomb and then like a lion got out, that would be bad. So they relocated all the animals to uh, Whipsnade and that's why Whipsnade Zoo exists. So when you're walking around Whipsnade Zoo and you think, this is convenient for me living in Hertfordshire, remember to say, thank you Hitler for Whipsnade Zoo. (laughs) Did you also know that that story was the inspiration for the song Lights Go Out, Walls Come Tumbling Down? <laughs> because of the blackouts. It was also... It checks out. <laughs> the inspiration for We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> the reason you that I said not that see it. is it's James's favourite thing is We Bought a Zoo. For some reason. You've not, <laughs> you've not seen that, Phil. There's a bit where Hitler goes... Oh, oh, what are all these animals doing here? <laughs> Guys, we've got to redirect the bombings now. <laughs> I'll get you, Matt Damon. I'll get you, walrus. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I've had a very successful time, and then I've tried to relax, and I haven't, and now I'm trying to get back on with life. And my brain is a bit frazzled, but we're doing okay. Um, Sounds like you've made your own work for yourself, and it's hell. Cool. Welcome to the arts. Being freelance. Um, Ooh. Ooh. Jack and Annie Chef has turned to each other and said, you've made a real meal of that. And then they've smiled and then been like, ha ha, and then we get on with their day. The answer is no, because <laughs> no chef has ever smiled. Um, oh. So, yeah, so I'm good. I've had a very nice time. I plugged the shit out of this podcast. So if you're listening to us because you came to saw my Edinburgh show, hello, I think you're wonderful. Um and yeah, you've yet to win me over. 
that's how I am, I guess. Confused, but overall quite happy. Well, David, mm-hmm. because you did so well in Edinburgh mm-hmm. in 2023, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you 2023 points. Yeah! <laughs> so you are currently on... 9,495 points. Mmm. And you're on 12,210 points. It's very close. What a high-scoring game for just returning like we are, like the little weasels we are. Don't know why we're weasels. The stakes have never been higher. They've never been higher, David. And neither have I. Like in storing ah! some new shelving in a butcher's, the stakes have never been high. <laughs> Whoa, like getting stoned with cows, the stakes have never been higher. Like doing something where the parameters for success and failure are very far apart, the stakes have never been higher. <laughs> That's the definition of stakes. Shall I ever go now? <laughs> David! Oh, it's you! Round five. James, round five is called Supermarket Beeps. Uh, James, I will play you five supermarket jingles. You just have to tell me which supermarket it's from. Oh, okay. All right. I was expecting it to be beeps from self-checkout tills, and I had to guess what No, that's a really good round. Why did I do that? Oh. No, guess no, you know what's is, coming up possible. next episode. <laughs> this is possible. This is possible. That would this be. This is possible. That's so. Oh, I just want to do that now. <laughs> oh. Well, we could. We could. This is like the Jurassic the World in. trilogy, where in the trailer for the Jurassic World two, they basically with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the trailer had the final scene, which sets up the third film. So whilst ah. you were watching the second film, you were going, when's it going to get to the cool bit? And then it happened, at the end, they're like, the cool bit's in the next film. And you're like, go fuck yourself, Jurassic World trilogy. I love you. Yeah. I love how terrible you are. Also starring uh, Edinburgh Award-winning comedian Ahisha. Um, wow. When we went to go see Jurassic World Dominion in the cinema, every time Ahisha's face appeared on screen, my girlfriend and I would out loud in the cinema go, it's Ahisha! Um... Several people walked out of that film. I don't think it was because of us. But it might have been. <laughs> nice. I've I will play it. you five supermarket jingles. You just have to tell me uh, which supermarket it's from. Uh, are you excited? I am excited. Are you aware of jingles? I am aware. Okay, number <laughs> one. Which supermarket is this from? And that's why mums do a backflip. Which supermarket is that from? Okay, so that's why mums go to Iceland, surely, but to a backflip. Maybe they go to Iceland and join the Olympic team. Mm. Olympics, though, they have rings on it. Mm. Rings, what else have rings? An Aldi. An Aldi TT. The logo for Aldi has rings, so it could be Aldi. Aldi. It's Aldi. It's Aldi. I'm going for Aldi. I'm sorry, James. It was Iceland. They've just changed their slogan. Stop. I should what? say this is for 700 points a question. Oh, my God. You got fucking net. Uh, question number two. Which supermarket is this the jingle from? 
Every little helps bring down the bourgeoisie. Whoa, now it sounds like Nish Kumar supermarket. Nish Kumar kit. As a small aside, in Edinburgh, I ran into Nish Kumar, who I've met several times. And as he was about to leave, I told him everything about this podcast. And I messaged him about something else. He's not responded. (laughs) (laughs) Might have damaged that relationship. Carry on. (laughs) It's all good to do permo damage to a friend's career because of a stupid joke. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, well. I prefer this friendship to Nish's friendship. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Nish. I'll see you at the branch meeting next Tuesday. (laughs) Bring the placards. Which uh, supermarket is this from? Every little helps bring down the bourgeoisie. So, Tesco's is every little helps. But little is another supermarket. But bringing down the bourgeoisie? Come on now. So that's like deep thoughts happening over here. The boor- where did the bourgeoisie go? They go for retreats. Well, can you go on a retreat? You can go to spa. <laughs> it's spa, David. It's spa. Ah, uh, I'm very sorry. This is a bit like in uh, University Challenge where they've already said the answer and then they say a different answer for the second question. This one was Aldi. What? No! Question number three. Which supermarket is this from? Hasta la vista, bebe. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnie. Arnie. I do not know what your thought process is here, because you've established no patterns, and yet you're still like, Arnie. Arnie. Sarnie. Meal deals. Meal deals. (laughs) Who did the first meal deals? Tesco's. It's going to be Tesco. You're right. It is increased. He's gone. Of course. Congratulations. That's 700 points in your pocket right there, James O'Donoghue. You're doing very well. James O'Donoghue, which supermarket is this the jingle for? Drill clock shingles. Drill clock shingles. Power tool. Is it? Is it B and Q? If you don't know what a supermarket is, <laughs> if you eat wood. <laughs> <laughs> is that your final answer? Yeah. Oh no, I'm sorry, James. It was Morrison's. Of course, it was Morrison's. No. And James, your final uh, jingle for this round. Um, which supermarket is this a jingle for? <laughs> Would you like to hear it again? Safeways. <laughs> because it's speaking to us from hell. Uh, close, but no, it's, uh, it's Marks and Spencer's food. So at the end of that round, you got 700 points for the round. You have received uh, a whopping. 12,910 points. Hutchy muchy. James, that's a lot of potatoes. Round six. 
All right, David. Uh, would you believe it? I've had at this rate about two months mm. to come up with a round. Yeah, you came up with one round already. Did you not come up with a second round? Uh, David, I'll be honest, I didn't. Uh, so uh, I reached out to a little old friend of mine. He's waiting outside. I'm going to get him in. He's very excited to meet you. Okay. So I'm off now. All right? Enjoy. I will. Enjoy. I'll try. Here he is. I'm getting him now. Hello, David. It's me, David Lynch. You know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. You might know me from my acclaimed murder mystery television program slash transcendental meditation recruitment film, Twin Peaks. Mm, I do. Or maybe my... Thank you. Maybe you remember me from my advert for Anusol, in which David (laughs) Bowie plays a hemorrhoid that sings, Yes, sir, I can boogie backwards. Sales plummeted. But then again, so did hemorrhoids because no one pooped. Out of fear. (laughs) Fear! Can I just make two points here? Number one, since you've started talking about David Lynch, the video has got really static on my end, which is creepy as all fuck, uh, David. Uh, Also, secondly, uh, once I needed some anusol from the um, uh, pharmacy, so I went into the pharmacy very sheepishly. It was the first time I'd ever had hemorrhoids. And I said, "Um, excuse me, um, have you got any uh, anusol? And the lady behind the counter said, do you mean Anusol? And I said, can I just have it, please? No, I do not mean Anusol. It's Anusol because you apply it to your anus hole. <laughs> She's clearly applying it to Anus. Anyway, carry on, David. Let's just love me to have you here. I don't know what an Anus is, but I hope that she's happy with it. <laughs> David, all of my work is about truth. Mm -hmm. Really, I will not elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. Instead, let me tell you that today is Wednesday. So, because the truth really matters to me, we are going to play a game called David Lynch Will Not Flinch (laughs) from the truth. (laughs) That is to say, are these things I've really said or said by other people. Mm -hmm. This is great. I'm really excited. Question one. Mm -hmm. A cow is not pretty, but is pretty to me. I feel like that's something you've said before, David Lynch, because you uh, like ambiguity and you understand that not everybody likes everything themselves and there's, there's like mystery in the world so i feel like that's probably something you said i'm gonna go with yes david if you can believe it that is something i have said correct question number two david yeah these are all worth 500 points great why because it's divisible by 10 And why 10? Because it's the number of completion. I'm now entering the points you've just won 
<laughs> on the computer. This might be the most accurate final round ever. David. Yes. Question two. Yeah. There are two men in my life. To one, I am a mother. To the other, I am a wife. Did I say that, David? Uh, I don't think you did, David. David, I did not say that. That is an advert for shredded wheat. <laughs> I must say, it's very nice it's having not... another David on the on the program, David. It's a good name. David. I've been called a moron since I was about four. My father called me a moron. My grandfather said I was a moron. And a lot of the times when I'm driving, I hear I'm a moron. I like being a moron. Did I say that? <laughs> uh, yeah? Yeah, let's go with yes. I'm sorry, David. That wasn't me. That was Adam Sandler, David. <laughs> Adam Sandler, he said he's a moron. No one has ever called me a moron. And if they did, I would like to know why. So you have got zero points there, David. Zero points. I've said many, many, many unkind things about Philadelphia. And I've meant every one. Yes. Did I say that, David? You certainly did. Unless it was Bill Burr, but carry on. David, I did say that. So you have got 500 points. <laughs> David. Yeah. Who killed Laura Palmer? Ham. <laughs> who said that, David? Was it me? <laughs> Who said it, David? <laughs> it was Dale cooped up in your fridge. David, it was not Dale cooped up in my fridge. <laughs> he would never say something like that. It was, of course, my cousin, David Lunch. <laughs> the thing is... The thing is, is that he's Welsh, so our names are spelt the same. <laughs> really hoping the next one is David Lunchables. Carry on. <laughs> David Lynch has apparently made David Lynch laugh. That's good. And finally, David. <laughs> ideas are like fish. If you want to catch a little fish, you stay in the shallow water. But if you want to catch a big fish, you've got to go deeper. Down deep, the fish are more powerful and more pure. They're huge and abstract and they're very beautiful. Did I say that, David? I think you did, David Lynch, yes. I'm sorry, David. 
That was the modern bard, the Shakespeare of the now generation, the most talented man I can think of, and one I hope to collaborate with very soon, Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> so I cannot give you that point, David. But instead, I will give you 1,000 points. Why? I refuse to elaborate. You have to figure that one out yourself. You can't patronize an audience like that. Never, 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 ever do that. We live inside a podcast quiz. Thank you. Um, well, David, it's been lovely having you here. You're a uh, a big inspiration to me. I'm a big fan. It's lovely to finally get to collaborate with you. Um, we'll cut. Well, David, we'll cut at the end to a monkey for some reason. Um, yes, we should. We must. It's important we do. David, yeah. thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I've enjoyed doing this podcast. And later on, I will enjoy listening to the podcast. <laughs> but before I go, I have a tip-off from the other co-host that you might have someone on down the line oh, yeah? who wishes you ill Oh, in a few episodes, maybe. Someone I have had a run-in with in the past. <gasps> Remember not to trust them, David. Oh, this sounds scary and creepy. I will bear this in mind. I will see you again in 25 <laughs> episodes. Goodbye. Or as we say in the Black Lodge, See you in 25 episodes. <laughs> I, I have zero coffee left in my flash. <laughs> and I tell you what, you don't flush either. <laughs> so, wow. How exciting. At the end of that, David, mm. you have 11,995 points. Ooh. Ooh. However, I have won with 12,910 points. Ooh. Congratulations. So, we never established what the prizes were this week. Yes, we did, David. Yes, we diddly did. Oh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We established what last week's prizes were. That's fine. Shit. Well, David... Oh, let's have a quick I've... flashback to something you haven't seen before. Directed by David Link. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had a dream about a point system. <laughs> that this week, the prize would <laughs> be a gorgeous loaf of bread. However, <laughs> the forfeit... Is a crushing sense of dread. Sorry, David. David, I've won a gorgeous loaf of bread. Fantastic. And what have I? Whether you have been left with a crushing sense of dread. Oh. Very sad. 
What was that, eh? Who was, who was that cheeky fella? <laughs> well, David, that was a treat. It was. Thank you very much for uh, listening, everybody. And I hope you had a fun time, James. It was lovely to be back. Um, it was absolutely lovely to be back. James, where can we, we find go. you on the internet? You can find me at is that James O on Instagram and Twitter, uh, which is now X. Send me a zeet. I'll send you exactly what I fucking think of that. <laughs> and if you want to catch me on TikTok, I'm Let the James Begin. Ooh. David, where can I follow you? What are your movements? I am at David Hall, L-O-L, on Facebook, Instagram. I'm banned from Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch, where I stream uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, from 11.30 a.m. Um, thank you. Oh, why? Well, the change in the guard is happening at Buckingham Palace. Fuck you, now. Yeah, I want to divert people's eyes from that. He's changing. Um, (laughs) Please follow the podcast that is This Enough Pod uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube. Absolutely, you can do. And uh, we will be back very soon with yet more nonsense for you all. We're back. We're back. Now come and take some crack. We don't sell crack anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) We do at the time of recording, but we won't be by the time of release. Bob Iger! We won't have any left to sell. Bob Iger! Bob Iger has stolen all of our crap.
David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.